Welcome to the HR Uprising podcast. This highly practical podcast series explores HR and management hot topics and challenges through conversations with relevant experts and real-life people professionals. Brought to you by Actors Software, our aim is to build a better workplace for people. The HR Uprising is about collaborating and supporting each other to build the confidence and skills to rise up to each challenge and deliver real, lasting business value. You can find out more at hruprising.com or join our LinkedIn community. Now introducing your host, chartered psychologist, best-selling author, entrepreneur and speaker, Lucinda Carney. and welcome to this week's HR Uprising podcast. I'm delighted that we've got a masterclass this week on the subject of, of apprenticeships and I'm really pleased to welcome Natasia Heber who is going to take us through all the things, well I certainly didn't know about apprenticeships, you're very heavily involved in it, um, to help us identify how we can make the most of them for our organizations but also with a specific HR hat on how I know there's many people out there often saying about how they can develop their HR career um, how maybe there's a way of accessing those um, in terms of furthering your HR career as well so Nastasia thank you so much for joining the HR Uprising podcast welcome thank you for having me today Lucinda really happy to join you it's, it's a pleasure would you like to just explain a little bit about your background and your business so my background is within HR. So I've been working within HR for the past 15 years. Um, I started in recruitment um, and then I moved um, working within a HR generalist position. Um, and then I had a lovely mentor and I must men mention her name, Muriel Secker, who uh, mentored me um, whilst doing my master's um, in HR. And um, she gave me my first opportunity to work on the CIPD programs. Um, and there I expanded um, my knowledge of the CIPD programs. So I've been working with the CIPD now since uh, 2009. Um, and now I'm working on apprenticeship programs, um, delivering the apprenticeship program um, through um, first and foremost, InterServe um, Learning and Employment and previously at Barkin and Dagenham College and Barnet and Southgate College. So you, you started, so, so, yeah, it's great. So, uh, so you've got your own business, haven't you, called wearehr.com and we'll put to all your yes. links in here later. There's lots of things we might refer to which have got useful links that we'll put in the show notes you can get to at hruprising.com, look up this episode. But um, just help me understand because I really have to admit mm. I know very little about apprenticeships other than having heard about the apprenticeship levy a few years ago. So when you were working with CIPD, is the apprenticeship... Um, is that separate or, or part of the apprenticeship role that you take on? Um, the CIPD is part of the apprenticeship program and it's two qualifications in one. So you follow the CIPD qualification and alongside that you do an apprenticeship qualification. So it's two in one. Okay, so you get a, a CIPD qualified while sort of on the job apprenticeship in, in HR? That's right. Yes. So it, it's a bit of a double workload for those people that do go on to it. But actually, it's really rewarding. And you're getting the experience, of course, to yes. be able to write about because half the thing is, is being able to actually get the real experience, I imagine. Yes. I mean, a lot of the students who are on the apprenticeship program are really happy because they're able to evidence a lot of their um, skills and behaviours that they're acquiring through the knowledge of the CIPD um, through their workplace. And this is exactly what employers are looking for. They're looking for the knowledge that you're learning um, within a program of study um, and to use that within your workplace. And this is wonderful. This is why I really love working on apprenticeships. 
Yeah, so so if someone went through, so is that when you're saying you're see you are a CIPD assessor, um, do you assess the apprenticeship or the CIPD or a bit of both, or how do, how does it how do they fit together for the role that you play? So I have um, been assessing on the CIPD program for many years, um, and I've worked for organisations such as ICS Learn and Acacia Learn, um, and there I've done lots of CIPD assessment where I'm verifying and marking um, and delivering the content. Um, for the apprenticeship part, I'm also um, marking and I'm verifying um, and I'm assessing through observations and through evidence-based learning and professional discussions. Um, and this is why it's, it's much more practical because it's more on the job yeah. um, and we're, we're, we're acquiring these uh, skills and knowledge whilst working on the job. And that's basically why it's work-based learning. Yeah. So, so you're obviously passionate about it. How did you get into it in the first place? Um, I think, I, I, as I mentioned, I fell into this, um, really, um, the CIPD element through my mentor. Um, and then an opportunity arose from um, Barkin and Dagenham College to work more on the apprenticeship side. Um, and then my passion arose, really, when I was actually doing lots of the visits with the apprentices. Um, and I actually really enjoy talking about what they're doing in the, within the organisation and applying this wonderful knowledge from the CIPD to the organisation. Um, and I actually got to see it all fall into place. And that's why I'm so passionate about it, because I do feel that you learn so much um, about HR and you're not actually able to apply it to the organization. Um, and on the apprenticeship program, you actually have to apply it on the program because you're being um, assessed on the evidence of you applying it to the to the organization, which I think is it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So you get the best of both worlds, really, aren't you? Yes, I guess, you in are. Terms of that. Um, so, so if in terms of, uh, I guess, if it's an organisation, obviously you can do lots of apprenticeships, but we're thinking particularly about HR apprenticeships. Mm -hmm. um, here. So, if an organisation thought, well, we could actually do with an HR apprentice, can they just do that, or how would they go about doing that? Um, I, an organisation would need to register, register with the Skills Funding Agency, right? Um, and there they would um, discuss about possibly um, a applying for an apprenticeship program within the organization um, and oftentimes your organization has to be a, a sizable organization to actually get the funding from the government to have apprentices yeah so to be normally, able to give people the breadth of experience yes. I'm imagining right that's right yes so it, it normally has to be an organization um, that has 50 and above employees yeah so it's not necessarily an SME type thing um, but if, if they have that do they have to sort of scope out this when you bring that apprentice in do they have to I don't know, scope out secondments or structure it or does the um does that get do they get help in that kind of way or is that something they have to work out um I think a lot of organizations organizations have to work it out themselves um, normally they have somebody who's in the L&D department who is able to um, research various apprenticeship providers um for the particular area of interest and the area that they feel that they need an apprentice within um so this would be um the first stage um, and then once they have found a provider they would discuss with the provider a bit about the program um, and also the number of attendees that they feel that they would like to put onto the program and and also the the, the, the time and the length of the program whether this would work with the organization yeah and is there a sort of a, a minimum length or it depends on which apprentice you decide to go for in the HR apprentice schemes. Um, the level level three program lasts roughly 18 months and the level five program also lasts roughly 18 months. But I do know some apprentices that have been able to fast track and complete a bit earlier 
um, because if they're able to go through the modules faster, they're able to complete earlier. Yeah. And does, do they, how do they get paid or what, what proportion is funded and what proportion does the business pay then? Um, for apprentices, um, the, I, I understand that the government is paying um, up to 80% for apprentices and 20% is paid to the organisation and the, the, by the organisation. And the government is actually um, able to um, pay this 20% because they, they get this tax reduction. The organisation gets a tax reduction. Oh, sorry, say that again. Did, did you say the government pays 80 or, or 20? The, the government pays 80% and the organisation pays 20. But and they get it back through tax in theory, tax, yes. So you're yeah, basically get getting redundant, yeah. free talent to develop. Yes. You can create a place in your organisation, you're getting funded talent. And that's really an interesting point at the moment, isn't it? When there are so many people out there struggling for roles, mm. there's so much talent actually out there in the, in the marketplace. If there's a, a listener listening, actually, maybe this is a great time to create you know funded roles in your organization so to get people in to help your organization grow and re-establish itself and bring people back to work but get that funded yeah it is it's a great way it's an absolutely amazing way for an organization to grow and to really develop new talent into the business um, and not, not to have it really shown on the balance sheet um, and this yeah. is one of the reasons why I really try to promote apprenticeships because um, I really believe in um, getting the younger generation onto programs um, and also for them to gain experience while earning money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a very valid point. So does it have, is there a sort of recommended age for an apprentice then? It tends to be younger people or not? Um, no, it doesn't actually, Lucinda, because apparently um, a lot of the apprentices that I'm currently working with, they've been with the organisation for a period of time um, and the organisation just feels that they could actually um, do some development and growth within the area that they are currently working with. And some of them actually want to do the programme because it, it's a recognisable qualification and they, they have never had the qualification against their name. Um, and others want to do the programme because they want to actually understand um, a lot of the knowledge behind um, the work that they're currently doing. So theories and uh, models behind you know for example project management theories or for example conflict management theories we all talk about this in HR yeah. so so are we are we saying and, and uh, I, might, I don't know I might be jumping the gun here so are you saying that actually if you are a CI if you are a um, HR professional in an organization and you want them to fund you through your CIPD that if you mm -hmm. could apply if, if you convince them to let you apply for an apprenticeship um <clears throat> to be registered for an apprenticeship with the government they could get funding for you to do that and actually funding yeah. for the role so yes. you could be an existing employee and you could get your role funded for a 12 or 18 month period from the government if you went through that qualification is that yes what? yes you can yes well yes. I'm, I'm amazed that more people haven't been shouting about this <laughs> sounds like a, a missed opportunity because there's loads of people and loads of listeners i know out there that probably would really love to get the opportunity to get put through their cipd but wouldn't necessarily um, their business might not be able to fund it, but this would actually um, be able to do it. I guess um, there might be up to a maximum funding. I guess someone could be earning more than yes. The I think that, up to. I, I'm, I'm not too sure exactly what the, the calculations are, but there is definitely a, a cap on what the government will fund and and also what the person is currently earning. Yes, there is definitely a cap. Um, but I mean, it's a good way for organisations to benefit in the long term. It definitely is. Um, and apprenticeships have been going around now for quite some time. And they are, they are really very popular amongst a number of organisations. Yeah. 
yeah and, and so again sticking with our hr one did you mm -hmm. say there's more than what there's a, a level three and a level five hr um qualification the cipd qualification that correct yes. and um are there any other aspects do you have like a learning and development are there any other aspects of sort of people development um apprenticeships or is it pure HR. No, no, actually, there's a level three um, in HR and there's a level five in HR as well as a level three in L&D yeah. and a level five in L&D as well. Right. Um, as yet, we haven't introduced a level seven. Um, and let's, let's see, watch the space. Maybe maybe this is something that comes about next year. Um, who knows? Yeah. But at the moment, level five and level three, and they're really very popular. Yeah, I can, I can understand why. <laughs> so, so if someone wants to apply, so the other way around, that we were mm -hmm. talking there, if you were in an organisation, you wanted to get qualified. If I'm listening to this and I'm not working at the moment, mm -hmm. but I'd like to apply for an HR apprenticeship, what would I need to do then? If you'd like to apply for uh, a HR apprenticeship and you're working for an organisation, you could speak to the L&D manager and, and then the L&D manager would research um, from the government uk website about applications for companies um, if they would like to apply um, or they can go along the skills funding agency route um, to see if they can apply that way that would be one step for the organization if you are not working for an organization and you're really interested in doing an apprenticeship um, you could go on to the gov.co.uk website and there is um, an, a function to find an apprenticeship um, and then it actually links you to apprenticeships within your area and you could actually do a search on apprenticeships currently in your area. Right. Okay. So, so you can actually, so gov, that was gov.co.uk, was it? Gov.co.uk. Yes. So you can go and Google that and you might find apprenticeship opportunities there, which sounds yeah. great. Perfect. Well, and there's uh, also, there's also, um, sorry, there's also, get, <laughs> there's also a find, find an apprenticeship as well. There's www.findapprenticeship.com service.gov.uk and there is also careerfinder.ucas.com and if you put in the search field apprenticeships it comes up with lots of apprenticeships there and then there's also um, www.getmyfirstjob.co.uk this is so relevant for people. So all of those links, don't worry, guys, we will put in the show notes so you can go to, let's go to hruprising.com, look up this episode, it'll be the top of the page and we'll put all the links there for anyone who wants to follow these. So that's, so that's really exciting. So both for sort of, you know, school leavers, university leavers, where it's been a really difficult time for people and also yeah. other people looking for roles. This is something that a good way in potentially and to get a qualification. Just yes. going back, maybe um, extending, stepping away from, from that, from your skills then so mm -hmm. how does it work if you're an endpoint assessor have you got any tips for people if they are going through an apprenticeship at the moment and um they're getting assessed anything that you've learned or guidance that you would have for people as to how to get the most out of it or how to make sure they pass what sort of guidance have you got there I think my first guidance is really looking at the standards and components um, of the apprenticeship program um, because we always try to assess on the knowledge skills and behaviors um, and it's actually looking at these components that you feel that you have developed on the program and being able to um, evidence these um, through either through a professional discussion of a scenario um, or a professional discussion around a project that you've worked on and that would be my first um, my first point that I'd raise um, if you were looking at um, getting to endpoint assessment on the apprenticeship program. Um, and the other point I would raise will be thinking about um, having a very good consultative project because these are the two assessment points. Um, and a consultative project would be 
something that you're working on within your organization and you do a project on this um, and it would look into a business issue uh, or raise um, a business case uh, where you think an improvement can be made within the organization um, and this project again you'd think about how can you make sure that you're evidencing all of the knowledge and skills and that you need to um, in order to pass the program yeah so it's i mean so it's it, it's understand the sort the um syllabus well and then work those real examples that you can bring it to life and, and, and that and in some of that assessment yeah. how much of it is um is through discussion professional discussion and how much of the assessment is through written submission um at the moment um we're doing 20 percent of professional discussion and 80 percent of the um the written consultancy project in terms of the split um and that's why towards the end when you have the marking um you can't pass unless you pass both um, both elements yeah got you got you great well so, so and what else what else should we know about this i'm not sure if, if it's, mm -hmm. i think that was so informative and pretty concise um for one of our show uprising conversations <laughs> is there anything else that we don't know or should know that i haven't thought to ask about in terms of apprenticeships um i think for me it's really about making people aware that the positives that you can have from an apprenticeship um and also um, shine away from the point that apprentice, apprentices are tend to be only school leavers because a, a lot of the apprentices that I have on my program are not uh, school leavers. Um, a lot of them have been working in the organization for quite a while and, and they have now been put up for an apprenticeship because um, the organization feels that they would like to invest in them um, and they would also like to um, increase their knowledge on uh, the area that they're currently working within in terms of having maybe innovative or more better creative ideas and to, to make improvements. And this, this is what happens on a apprenticeship program. You learn new things and you actually think, well, we're always doing this um, and maybe we can do something differently. And the apprenticeship brings this creativity out. Um, so I think it, from an employer's point of view, it's actually looking at apprentices um, as positive, um, as positive to their organization and um, in, an innovative um innovative the organization as well because they they come in with their ideas and they're able to make these great changes um, and it's often coming about after being an apprenticeship program so they're really you're saying there's been really quite a business impact for people then so yeah it, it works is what you're saying from it, an 100%, point of view. It, it it's really not just the individual work. people are actually doing yes. they're applying the stuff it's always nice to know that actually all these things that we teach people in theory actually make a difference back in the workplace isn't it yeah, it really uh, does it does <laughs> um, work Lucinda. and then the, the positive again is that you actually you, you get to see this growth in the individual so when i'm speaking with line managers and i'm working with them alongside their apprentice um, you really get to get the understanding and the feel that they have seen a growth in this person in terms of the knowledge and in terms of, you know, their progression in their job and an improvement in their capability and their performance. So this all has a wonderful link. Um, and it's so, it's so refreshing when I'm working with the line managers and I'm, I'm hearing how well that the apprentice is doing and how they're applying what they're, they're learning on the program to the organization. This really makes me feel that I'm doing a job well done. And that's, you feel like you're making a difference exactly. to everybody, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, it really does. Yes. What's, what's not to like about it? Yeah. Well, I, I, that, thank you very much, Natasha, because I, I didn't know any of that. It's interesting. There's something about the term apprenticeship. I don't know. It's because I'm the age <laughs> I am that we kind of link it with like YTSs or something so people don't really yeah. understand it as a term to be used for 
um, something much more um, sophisticated, I guess. And, and for, for doesn't necessarily matter what the age is, it's about the development for the individual and putting something back into the organisation. And what's not like if the government are going to support that organisation in developing people and, and raising the skills within there of the person and benefiting the organisation. Sounds yeah. like a fantastic win-win. Yeah, it's a, it's a win-win everywhere with the yeah. apprenticeships. It really is. Um, and I've, I've been, I feel so happy that I'm working on apprenticeships because I really enjoy seeing the growth and development of all my apprentices. And sometimes when they move on from level three to level five um, and you really see them actually get a promotion at work, you really, you really feel happy. That really this, yeah, this promotion was due to you completing your apprenticeship and actually really progressing and with the workplace and your know, performance has improved capability has improved and it's well deserved yeah yeah that's great so just on that then just finishing off do you you you've obviously got your own business but you are an assessor um in that do you ever help if an organization was looking to try and establish an apprenticeship or is that something that you do or would you recommend people to to help with that if they didn't feel able to do it themselves and what I normally do is I, I would recommend um, uh, anybody looking for an apprentice program and I, I could refer them on to um, companies that are doing apprenticeship schemes. Um, and I could also um, refer them on to, to providers that are actually running the apprenticeship scheme because not all providers do the HR apprenticeship um, and there's only a few providers that do it and not all, all of them do it alongside the CIPD program um, and that's really relevant as well because if you're going to get the HR apprenticeship program um, you want to have the CIPD qualification alongside it because that's that's credible credibility for HR professionals right. um, yes, of course it is. so yeah so people Choose come right to me one. for yeah, so you come to me for advice and I would, I would provide them with guidance. Um, That's great. Yeah. So if they wanted to come to you, do you want to tell, for the benefit of the audience, do you want to tell people how they can get hold of you? If they want so to there's two ways you. to get hold of me. Um, for the apprenticeship programs, I'm currently working with um, InterServe. And so my email address is natasia.heber at interserve.com. Um, and if it's more HR and it's consulting work and it's really understanding a bit about the apprenticeship schemes or anything along those lines, or even on the recruitment side, because I've been helping out a lot of apprentices with their CDs and helping them, you know, apply for potential positions. Um, it will be my, um, my HR uh, website, which is um, Natasia at we-r-hr.com. Brilliant. And we'll put those in the show notes as well. Perfect. Are you active on any social media? Are you LinkedIn? or? I, I'm, act I'm active on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I'm active. On, I don't have a Twitter account at the moment, Lucinda. I can't keep up with that with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't get them started I, on TikTok. My daughter gave me a TikTok oh, link the other day. I had to delete it. I was like, oh, that's 15 minutes of my life. I'm never going to get back. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I have a ban on any kind of iPads at the moment now since, um, since the holidays and lockdown because it just becomes too addictive. So... Um, I try not to use my phone too much because I think that um, if you're not setting that example, um, they always want to want it if they see you have it. So I try yeah. not to be on it too much. Yeah. So oh, it's only LinkedIn for me. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm sure that's fine for everybody. Well, that's wonderful. I think this has been a really concise, but really hopefully um, quality content packed podcast. So Natasha, thank you so much for coming on the HR Uprising podcast. Thank you, Lucinda, for having me. I really love your podcast 
your podcast. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I really do. I listen to that. I'm avid. I'm an avid listener when I when I have my thirty five minutes of cycling in my basement. <laughs> ah, yeah. It's almost. It is quite good if you've got podcasts you want to listen to. I do the same. Obviously, not to my own. But um, if I'm walking the dogs and stuff like that, because I if it, I know if I've been lazy because I've got a backlog of things to uh, listen to. So it's always good yeah. to do, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for joining. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the HR Uprising, proudly brought to you by Actor Software, the joined up performance and talent management solution. You can access links to any of the information or resources mentioned in the show via the podcast page at www.hruprising.com. If you like what we do, please subscribe, tell your colleagues and leave a review. Thank you for listening to the HR Uprising. 